Hey what's up everyone welcome to another podcast episode in this episode we have a guest whose name is Pratiksha she's a graduate student at University of Maryland Baltimore County she's studying computer science a masters in computer science and in this episode we talk about her journey in united states uh, what was her profile like what is life like in maryland baltimore uh, what is the fee structure what is the internship process uh, she also got an internship uh, and we also talk about how did she get that internship and what kind of process did she apply so a lot of fun stuff and a lot of value i hope you enjoy this conversation if you haven't subscribed to this podcast please do and also leave a review that will mean a lot to me and now i'll let you enjoy the conversation thank you pratiksha for doing this uh, we've been talking since i don't know i don't even remember for a year a year and a half now before you came to united states and now we kept in touch and i'm so glad i reached out to you is like hey let's do let's tell people your story and also talk about uh, university of how how do you say it baltimore uh, university of maryland baltimore county yes that umbc i just know umbc so yeah so, uh, it's going to be fun i'm i'm so excited to share your journey but let's get let's get started with for the people who don't know you uh who you are and where are you from in india and what do you do what, what are you doing right now in united states yeah so uh, i'm from jaipur india and currently i'm doing my masters in computer science at umbc which is university of maryland baltimore county uh so i landed here uh, last year in 2019 so i started last year fall and uh, after coming here this is my second semester which is also coming to an end right now uh also i gave my gre while i was working in india so i worked in india for approximately one and a half years and for those two years yeah yeah let me let me ask you this what did you do your bachelor's in and when did you do that yeah so i finished my bachelor's in 2017 uh, in uh, electronics and communication engineering right. and the same year i uh, got placed in accenture so i started working there the same mm-hmm. month yeah, yeah. so and, i hmm, yeah in accenture what was your job role so i was a developer i was working with dotnet and angular so initially it was front end development job and then gradually i like shifted to devops because the company got uh, adopted to the devops culture so uh, i was doing the devops job and then i'm going to go off track yeah. a little bit uh, because because i i i didn't know this part so i and i pratiksha i'm sorry if i threw you off <laughs> i'm very interested in devops uh, my company has it as well for people who don't know uh, like don't understand what is devops because i think you and me know what it is since you worked mm-hmm. on it and i work with uh, release engineers all the time mm-hmm. what is devops if you have to explain it in a very simple language yeah so devops is basically a combination of development and operations so if you have to uh synchronize the development team and the operations team in that case we adopt the devops culture so we want that when we are merging the code we are integrating the code yeah. so we want that uh the code is automated and it's build automated and whenever the testing team find some bug so everything is happen autom- uh, in the automation scripts so there is a sync between the development team and the operations team so that the developers don't have to worry about uh, any clashes with the operations team and the right thing is goes to the production environment 
so that is the overview of devops yes makes me makes me so happy that you know this because uh, i can relate to it i work with uh, devops all the time since mm-hmm. i'm a, i'm a software development manager so i work with them and and you know developers are like it's not my fault it's you know you talk to re team man <laughs> or yeah exactly that's they probably broken the build or something like that so yeah so okay uh, back to you were in accenture for how long uh, as a software developer yeah so i joined in 2017 and then i left accenture in 2019 april i left actually 4 months early before coming to the us because i wanted to be prepared for the us yeah since i'm from electronic background even though i have a work ex in it but still i wanted to be because there's so much competition out there so i just wanted to prepare myself for everything before just coming here and then of course spend time with my family for those four months yeah nice nice and so what was your gre score and tofl score oh the big question <laughs> so yeah uh, my gre score was not that high it was 302 and my tofl was 99 Yeah. I don't know. It was it was high. I had two ninety four. You had three hundred two. Yeah. So I when I when I got the score, I was so depressed. I was like, people are getting three twenty, three twenty five, and so easily is this the score I'm supposed to get? And will I even get admitted in some good universities? So I was in a dilemma at that point of time. And then I gave GRE again actually, and I scored one score less. I was. <laughs> I was like this is not happening because every time uh, actually the verbal part I don't know why I used to score less in that area even though That's surprising so, to me because your your English is better than <laughs> I mean I I don't know your math but I feel like your yeah. but anyway no, actually I scored good at math <laughs> so then I figured out I think uh, speaking only doesn't matter it's you know you should have the patience to read those big paragraphs and then. Sit in that examination hall, and under that pressure, you're able to attempt all those questions. Everything matters. Yes, so. yes. But moral of the story is, uh, even though you got three not two, uh, you mm-hmm. still had UMBC, and I'm I'm sure you had other colleges. And that's my yeah. next question. Uh, what what colleges did you apply to? Rejects admits. Yeah. So I applied to eight colleges. So since so when I gave my first GRE, actually I applied to a lot of ambitious colleges like UMCP and um, University of California Irvine and all those colleges. But when I got my score, I was like, I have to shortlist my universities very wisely because otherwise I don't want to fall into trap. I want to regret that I didn't apply to the right universities. So I applied to then Stony Brook, ASU, IIT Chicago, uh, University of Illinois Springfield. of course umbc and utd uh, so i got rejects from uh, two universities out of eight and uh, also from asu i applied for cs but i got it and they were offering me three prerequisites since i am from an ec background so i didn't go for asu and umbc was the only university surprisingly which was not offering me any prerequisite i was so happy <laughs> that i just straight away went on with umbc nice uh, nice yeah. what was that the only i was going to ask you was that the only reason or what was your thought process of selecting umbc yeah so initially i have a friend of mine who told me about umbc because he has a friend who studies there so i had good feedback from his friend and he told me that uh, the tuition is all right and you will be able to manage uh, your own funds because umbc has a lot of assistantships available 
in terms of uh, graduate assistantships or teaching assistantships. So it should not be a problem. And overall, it's a research university mainly. So a lot of good uh, research is going on in uh, AI, ML, computer vision, all that stuff. So that really impressed me. And then I reached out to a lot of seniors on LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever I could, Yorkit also. And then everyone gave me a positive feedback. So kind of everything was working in my favor. So I went ahead with UMBC. Very nice. I am so, so happy that you made that choice. And um, let's talk about uh, visa interview. How was it? Like, was it quick? Uh, one minute, uh, 40 seconds, 30 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> so actually, the amount of uh, time we were standing in the line, <laughs> and when we reached there and actually the interview happened, we were like, it's like five issue one or something. <laughs> we were in the sun outside standing all the time waiting for the interview to happen. Finally, it happened. It was like just a blink of an eye interviews. Yeah, it's, it's over. Yeah. So I was just I was just asked two, three questions mainly like uh, how uh, my job experience relates to my course, what I'm going to study in the US and also uh, how I'm going to able to be manage the finances. That was the main important question, like two, three questions. And then they were satisfied with me, I guess, because then she was passing me smiles and all. But then in the end, she didn't say anything like it's accepted or rejected. She didn't tell me anything or she didn't even uh, give me a note where some people say that they get a note like uh, some color note. They understand it's a reject or an acceptance. I don't know. So but then, yeah, in a few days, I got to know that. Uh, I've been accepted for visa and I was like, yay. <laughs> well, okay. I think the big sign is that if they don't take your passport, uh, if they give you back your passport, then... Uh, yeah, I took it, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, awesome. So how how is UMBC? How how do you like it? What was your big, big culture shock when you landed here? <laughs> I don't think there's a cultural shock as such. Like, you know, I feel like in India also we watch a lot of American series and you know and you, if your cousins and your someone from your family is there in the US then you can you can sort of relate you know when you talk to them they tell you something like you know this is happening and all that all that so for me it was not a lot of cultural shock but actually I'm liking it here the education system mainly because I have the flexibility of choosing the courses I'm not I have not been told that you have to just take these courses even if you're not interested. If yeah. you're sleeping in the class, that's okay. You are paying for sleeping. I don't. So I was like, okay, like uh, I got here. And first of all, so um, I would like to thank the Indian Association a lot for UMBC. Like they helped us a lot in the transition from India to the US. Because uh, so in the beginning, they also provided us temporary housing at like their own places. Nice. And they cooked food how for us and everything. Yeah. How do you get in touch? How do you get in touch with them? So there was a Facebook uh, post which said that if you have been admitted to UMBC and you plan to come here, then you need to join this WhatsApp group. So I just joined that group, and in that way, I was able to come into contact with all these seniors who are already studying here and, and some of the other students. And those students also guided me for courses like what courses should I select in my first semester or how should I plan on taking the courses like what core courses should I take first and what electives are good and all that. So it was beneficial in a way. And also uh, when we reached the US, they sent a bus like a big bus. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So there was there were members from the IES team. Uh, from UMBC, like there, there was one person from that, and then there was one person from two, three people from the Indian Association, mm. uh, yeah, community. So they helped us, you know, 
carrying all our luggages and everything yeah. like making us feel at home like you know there is someone waiting for you at the airport you're not alone who have yeah. landed here. yeah that is so nice so we did, we did that too when when i was at chico state uh, president mm-hmm. uh, i we organized the same thing we would we had a google spreadsheet and everyone was allocated like who's going to be driving who's going to be picking <laughs> up it was so much fun like when I, when we were exactly. doing it because we had like 25 students coming in and a lot of them we were trying to tell them like only come in three in a batch or four in a batch because then we'll have to get a bigger bus and then there's a you know different types of driver license you need and things like that yeah. no i can you know it's very nostalgic because i can relate to what you are saying and it's so nice that they are doing that not a lot of colleges have yeah. that. um i i know most of the colleges will have indian student association and hope and luckily your college does have that i was going to ask you what how did you find when i said cultural experience, cultural difference it was more like educational cultural differences but so yeah. did you have like a big cultural shock or you were very passionate about uh, coding so you were like eh, i don't mean this is what i wanted to do yeah so uh, when i completed my undergrad and i joined accenture then i gained the it experience i was doing hands on on the live projects of the company so i kind of gained more interest in there and also so uh, during my undergrad i was a lot of uh, i was a part of robotics club so i have been a very much robotics enthusiast so i carried that on so i got into iot and from there i gained a lot of interest in cloud as well so now uh, like in my coming days i'll be interning i'll be working in cloud only so we will get to your internship but uh, i'm going to ask you iot what is iot for people who don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so IoT is uh, Internet of Things. So that means uh, whatever sensors you are using everywhere in the world. So whatever data you are collecting from those sensors, you can use that data to process it and get some sort of output. So that data can be in the form of signals, in the form of binary inputs, anything. So Internet of Things is basically any device which is connected to the internet and it's collecting some sort of data, and you are using it to. generate something or maybe you know analyze something yeah for example this watch right here has a ah. lot of sensors on it uh, collecting a <laughs> lot of my steps uh, and people <coughs> sorry people can you know make sure like they can do predictive analysis like oh based on this much exercise you can live 50 years or so whatever so big yeah. I'm, i'm just trying to you know make it very uh, layman language so people understand what is internet of things right. yeah no it was very fascinating to me i had option to choose it but i did not luckily i'm i'm so glad i did not know <laughs> where i would be i'm glad i i went in project management because i love it uh, so let's talk about your course first because that is something i'm i'm starting to di- deep dive into uh what what was your first semester like and what was your coursework like and and talk about like umbc coursework education like is it worth it like what, do you like studying there what's the professors like sorry i asked you like lot of questions yeah that's okay so um so basically umbc in umbc if you are a computer science student you need to choose three core courses which are the mandatory courses and you can do it over the period of the two years whenever you want if you take one you can take one course subject per semester or two or even three but that's a lot of work because core subjects are definitely hardcore yeah a bit more tough as compared to the other elective courses 
so you need to take three core courses and one depth course so in depth course it can be either machine learning or ai or computer networks these sort of courses and the rest of the courses can be electives so electives can be either combined classes where you study with the undergrads or it can be just graduate level classes so that was the overview of course structure in umbc yeah uh, yeah so how how how's professors like do you like like the teaching style do you like the assignments uh, tell us about assignments yeah the main part so i would say professors here are really like very helpful first of all like if you go to their office hours they are there to help you whenever you want and right now with the covid thing i can see that everyone is impacted by it but irrespective of where they are they're trying to help us uh, in whatever way they can yeah by you know even even you know extending sometimes the deadlines for the assignments where they know that for students it might be difficult to you know it can be any circumstance and yeah. also for final exams also they have this time given us like 24 hours to finish the exam like open book exams and all that because there can be connectivity issues with some people yeah and overall the teachers are very good over here like they're very informative knowledgeable i would say and they're always ready to help whenever you want them so yeah i'm super happy with umbc <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah that's awesome uh, we're going to get into umbc the life in umbc but i wanted to tell you that so i'm working on this video assignments in in united states like trying to make it a little funny and cinematic um like you know how assignments in india are and exactly. it's so drastically different and exactly. you just said something which is just uh, made me realize that i need to add that which is open book exams we we don't have that in india we we kind of have it but we it's called cheating <laughs> so yeah, that's <laughs> but over here professor that is a, like, that is a self uh, self thing like you have taken the exam as open book <laughs> yeah yeah it's not open book but open <laughs> notes sticky yeah. notes <laughs> so yeah so here the assignments they are like project level like every assignment is at that level of being a project okay now i i want to get into that so let's uh, uh, give me one example the class which you took in your first semester and an example of an assignment or what what classes did you take in your first semester yeah so in my first semester i took algorithms i i took service oriented uh, computing and data science okay uh, so i okay uh, let's take an example of data science assignment one of the assignment or project did you have projects or did you have five assignments uh, so we had uh, assignments initially and then in the end we were either uh, supposed to do a group project or an individual project so i did a group project so yeah so every assignment it's like you're working on some real life scenario like uh, we were asked to work with open baltimore data set and we were asked to analyze it and you know cleaning the data processing the data and then eventually forming models and all that so if you do the assignments you know very genuinely yeah <laughs> like you actually do the assignments by yourself and you put your heart and energy everything in that you would know that how industry works and uh, it can give you a head start of uh, you know how uh, things in the real world work if you actually do the assignments by yourself and you know genuinely do it then i would say yeah uh, i i cannot agree more 100% if i think uh, there has been 
there has a case my my own example where i took we had five assignments and then we had a final exam i did not give final exam because all the assignments i scored like a or whatever like you know full mm -hmm. mark so i was like i knew that even if i fail the final exam i'm still going to pass the class with full like you know a minus or something so i was like yeah doesn't matter so because i had an interview so that's why i needed to go uh so yeah so i and you know final like professors themselves like like you said it's an open book so the more you focus on assignments the better you get out of it which you just said like they gave you a data set of uh, baltimore and then you have to process it it's that's exactly what we do in uh, my office like you know we have healthcare product and you know we get so much data then we send this to data analytics team and then you know they they ask us so many questions which drives me nut but sometimes <laughs> but yeah so they pro they clean the data then they process it and then they'll give us some like heat maps or things like that and then they're like you you should do this or you should do this and things like that whatever i don't i don't get it data scientist ka job yahi hota hai fault nikalna <laughs> sometimes i feel like sometimes they are there like, like doing this right maybe you should do this <laughs> but yeah. anyway anyway so that that's uh, awesome how is the uh, fee structure let's talk about fees uh, of umbc yeah so fee structure i would say uh, for one semester we get around 11000 uh, Uh, something us dollars so you can calculate for all the four semesters how it's going to be and also in the last semester we don't take three courses that also depends whether you're doing a thesis or you're going for a project so so uh, 44000 uh, in so let's round it up to 40000 into 728 uh, 28 lakhs uh, somewhere around 20 like what's the cost of living yeah so living basically depends what area you are staying in like where i am staying the rent is around like 300 dollars approximately mm. and uh, if you cover all the extra charges like wifi and food and xyz then it comes to like 5 to 600 dollars maximum and also depends how your like spending habits like how uh -huh. where you spending and how you and clubs and drinks and bars and <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah like if you're spending it for good for education that's good enough but also depends where you're spending it yeah so yeah like and, overall and, it's pretty and, yeah and 300 is that 300 uh, for your personal bedroom or do you share no, your bedroom sharing it's sharing so for personal it would be more than 500 like it it will double the cost yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, I usually like to ask that because I I had a very luxurious life as a student in Chico. I had only two twenty two twenty five dollars for my oh. own personal bedroom. Bedroom in California. Bedroom <laughs> in California. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so the total amount, if we had to kind of uh, calculate, throw a rough figure, you said six hundred for one month, about uh, so twenty four months would have been. I don't know. I'm horrible at math. You're good at math, so. Seventy two and forty ten thousand fifteen thousand sixteen thousand So there are a lot of on-campus jobs. Uh, first of all, there are the food stores. In the food stores, a lot of students work over there, and then there is UMBC Event Center. 
so it all the events which happen on campus like the major ones and also umbc event center organizes a lot of concerts in all those sort of um, basketball matches and all that so it also recruits students for on campus jobs in their food stores there is library people work in the library people also work in the ies department uh which works for the students people who work over there and uh people working in the administration building mm. and all that and also of course the gata ra all that thing what about you yeah so uh, i ha- um, i'm a ga right now uh, for robotics thank you ga dala nice so what do you do as a ga how did you get it yeah so in the first semester i was working in uh, food stores like I, and also the event center and then there's an application that all the students need to fill uh, for applying for ta and ga positions and uh, if you get selected then you get a mail that are you interested so my application maybe matched a lot from robotics so i was offered uh, ga for this particular subject nice okay yeah. and was there an interview at all for that uh no they just uh, check your profile like you apply with your profile and they just check that okay okay that's cool okay now um i also want this is also i did not tell you that we might be talking about this but i wanted to know just the perspective like did you ever how was the finding roommate situation for you like uh, the living situation like did you had to go through a little bit of mental trauma kind of thing uh, is a uh, a lot of times not not saying that it happened with you but uh have, i i have gotten so many times the messages that they ha- find hard time when they come here to find good people to make friends and things like that did you have to go through that at all or did you mentally prepare for it yeah so i would say i kind of got lucky in this case like i'm blessed to have my roommates they are so good yeah and uh, they are very supportive in every sense so what i did was when i was in india we had a group where there were all the students and everyone was looking for roommates so i created a umbc roommates for girls and then i also suggested that there should be a group for the boys yeah so i created an excel sheet and uh, there i created separate categories like you and know kind of data analyst right here <laughs> data scientist uh, spreadsheet yeah. <laughs> that was the best way of looking for roommates because i already found a girl i was talking to Mm. because um, i started interacting with people you know i wanted to know a lot of more people so i found one girl and then we were looking for two more girls to shift in a 2 bhk apartment so i just created that group and we were like we'll just find uh, people from this group and then i created that sheet and so that it is more convenient for everyone else and i tried to connect uh, more girls as possible over there if anyone is finding it difficult to find more roommates so then from there i uh, found two people who were the most active in that group like you know all those silly jokes and everything yeah, yeah. so you were like okay maybe you can uh, try talking to those people if you're compatible enough with them and then we had a lot of video calls like you know over the period of like one month two months we had we a lot of conversations so we kind of got uh, very comfortable with each other before even coming here so that is very important you have to be very comfortable with your roommates if you want to stay with them for 2 years i cannot emphasize that having good roommates is going to make your life in masters very pleasant and very happening because i know there are stories i don't know if you if you have had i know yeah. 
where there's so much politics and so much drama and like you already have so much stress about masters and now you also have to go home and deal with this other stress so the, I'm, I'm glad that you did what you did and you, what you said and hopefully this will give ideas to people who are watching it and hopefully they'll take these steps from you maybe they'll ask you like can you send this template of spreadsheet <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah it's very because some people I have seen that they neglect this that they're like we'll just find someone when we reach here who is going to invest that much energy and time we don't have patience for that we'll focus on visa we'll focus on other things but then this is very important because you have to spend two years with them or maybe not even two like at least a semester with them if you are not with peace internally you cannot concentrate on your academics or anything else so that is very important yeah oh so important yeah no you you said it all right i'm i'm so glad you said that uh, awesome let's talk about internships uh, how's the job market for umbc students and before we actually we talk about that what's uh, like we talk about your city uh, do you like your city do you like your town uh, what is it is it happening is it big buildings or, or is it like a village <laughs> <laughs> the last one <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's like, but uh, yeah, it's a village, and uh, so I stay in Arbutus. But it's okay. It's very peaceful. There are less people, so no uh, chances of virus. <laughs> I'm happy. Like I'm staying a bit isolated place, and it's good because uh, you can, you know, the nature is so good here. Like you can go outside for a. You have to convince yourself by saying such things. Right. And, Actually, and actually, it's good because when you move to a city, then you you see that the city is so bustling, and you know, so many people. A lot of people don't even care about you. Like they just walk by you, give you a smile, but they don't really mean it. But it's just better to you know stay with limited people and you know in, in peace, even if they're talking to you, it's okay. So I'm kind of happy with this place. Yeah, yeah. Chigo is very similar. Uh, it's a small town. I, I mean, it's it's a town where a lot of people know a lot of people. It's like you kind of run into people. Oh, like I, I would go to Costco shopping and I would like know like, oh yeah, I know you or I know you and yeah, that's run into people a lot. And so and I like that feeling. Like you know, I'm from Mumbai, so मतलब Mumbai से when I came I to Chigo, it was like a drastic shock for me. क्या है आठ बजे सब सो जाते हैं. What is this? <laughs> so it was like everything was shut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same. Yeah, so it Even was. In the morning, it's isolated. Like you go out the belly with two, three people outside, and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. But then I got after two weeks, I fell in love with it because people are so genuinely nice. This. Yeah. And this is something you know, people who are watching this, like the small community towns, they the the people you meet there, they're gonna be long-lasting relationships. I I truly believe that because I've made such great friends uh, over here, and and they are like almost like a family friends now. So, hundred percent, I I like that part. I mean, I would rather be in this rather than in New York City or like a Boston yeah. or something like that where. You like you said, there are millions like of people. People genuinely care about you here if they're yeah. talking to you. Yeah, yeah. So job market. Let's talk about that. How is it in UMBC? And like, does people get job or is it struggling? Are people struggle a lot? Like, uh, what's the career fair look like and all of that? Yeah. So first of all, I would say that don't believe in career fairs. I mean, I would not completely agree with it, but you know, you. I feel that you build your own brand, like. Mm. you don't have to depend on you know career fairs because sometimes there'll be 
a lot of companies coming in career fairs that will be just focusing on american citizens mm. because they just say that you need clearance for this role and all that so um, what i feel that getting a job uh, becomes easy when you build your own brand be it via linkedin or be it via networking or be it via uh, reaching out to your professors or you know being in the good looks of your academics and everything that's how you get a job i don't think a university or location or anything else matters nice i i love what you said i'm going to just disagree a little bit on career fair because i got my job from <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i said it might not be completely correct for a few people or for a few situations yeah yeah i just don't want people to take this and like never go to career fair and yeah, don't you should yeah maybe it might not work out for you maybe your college might not give that much importance but do not lose that opportunity to see the companies face to face that's what i would say because that's where that's how i got my job i know a lot of people in my batch also got through career fair as well so it is not like 100% true but yeah. what the second part what you said is very very important so i had four five job offers out of four out of them four were are uh, doing my h1b visa uh, and all the job offers i've got is through networking and through my personal brand and that's what you you know hit the nail on hit the nail on uh, how do you say hit hit the nail whatever that dialogue is <laughs> i don't know what it is <laughs> but yeah you 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 said it right that uh, uh, personal brand networking relationship building academics professors those are your key key people key things to remember how did you get your job uh, i mean internship and what is it like you know what 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 internship did you get it yeah so i got an internship with red hat so uh, oh wow that's so cool <laughs> so people know what is red hat but uh, it's it's a big deal um she's big shot now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, so when i was applying i started applying quite early for internships like i think i started in like um, october or something i started applying and i think i completed like 100 applications by the end of one month and in red hat itself i applied to 10 positions 10 different positions just in red hat so a manager reached out to me via mail uh, not for the position that i applied to maybe some other team manager reached out to me and he said uh, we uh, see that your profile is very relevant to what you're looking for so if you are interested uh, we'll be happy to interview you so he mailed and i was interested so uh, we had an interview position? yeah what was the position it's devops intern oh nice <laughs> yeah so nice. that's why it so it was kind of relevant because i had that experience from my job in india yeah so yeah so then he scheduled an interview and i can tell you that interview was just of half an hour and i got the internship very nice so uh, what 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 was it uh, what was the interview like yeah so the manager was so chill like he just like he called me and he's just you know relaxed in his place it's not like he's like suited up or very formal and uh, when he started the conversation he just made me feel like i'm just talking to a friend of mine like you know he just started talking about his family and you know what is kids disturbing him in the back he just started like that so that i think that's the key thing of conducting an interview i think from right. his perspective like you have to make the interviewee 
uh, very comfortable with you so that the interview can open up to you. Yeah. And he started with that and then he asked me like what I'm currently studying and how was my job experience, what I learned from there, what were the things I was proud of and what were the technologies I particularly worked on and stuff related to that. And yeah. Any technical question, any whiteboarding? There was no whiteboarding. Nice. I don't know why, but he told me that there'll be one more round of interview with a technical person. So I was preparing for that full pleasure. And then uh, I got a, I get a mail that you have been offered the position. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> so it was and a relief and got a strange, okay, okay. I'm taking time to process this like it's happening too fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And- and and what's the I I know we did not touch on that, but what's the salary range for you know for positions you got position you got for DevOps intern? Yeah, so uh, my location is Boston. So for there, I've been offered like thirty seven hourly. So if that's okay, <laughs> hey. <laughs> that is a lot of money. Right? right now, everyone is remote, just to be sure, and we're getting the same money. Yeah, exactly. That's a. I mean, I guess in Boston it might be it might be okay salary, but thirty seven dollars per hour is a lot, and especially for Chico. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, that uh, you you're almost making as much as I I was making a year ago. So as a full time project manager. So yeah, <laughs> so so that's that's good. I'm I'm so happy for you. And what did you say? What was the salary range for GA positions or on campus positions? Yeah. So for GAs and TAs, uh, they don't have hourly salaries. They have a uh, fixed salary like uh, bi weekly salaries. And so for GAs, it's somewhere around like seven hundred to eight hundred dollars bi weekly. Okay. And for TAs, it's the same. I think it's eight hundred dollars something. It's the so cap of hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred for one month. Yeah. Roughly around fifteen hundred for one month. So, so and you said uh, expenses would be six hundred or so. So basically, you're saving thousand dollars. That is <laughs> solid. I think now now people are going to start looking up UMBC data analytics course hai kya or MIS ka course hai kya. So. Actually, they have a data science uh, course which started a uh, year back. It's it's a new, like they just started it. So uh, in our batch also a lot of people joined in and it's getting more popular. I think a lot of other people are also trying to come in that batch. Mm. But uh, if you are in CS, you are really blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Because what, what is it that? Comes to funding basically. Otherwise, you can pursue whatever you want, whatever you feel like. But in terms of funding, computer science is really good in UMBC. Mm, yeah. And uh, just uh, like, has everybody in your ba- what's your batch size? Do you know? Uh, batch size because every class is different. Uh, oh, like, like my yeah. 2019 batch. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember coming like 160, 170 Indians came from. Wow, that's a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. And what what about your class? Like, do you have 30 people in your class or 50? Um, that depends because I have a class with undergrads as well. Like, it's a combined class elective, and then a core co- class will have just graduates. So it, uh, so in one class I just have 20 to 30 people, and some in, in some other class I have like 60 people. Yeah. So it depends uh, what class I'm in. Right, right. And so what's the, like, is it 
job market uh, good for all the UMDC students? I know that you hustled your way and you had experience and you kind of found a niche and technique to get it. What about your batchmates? Like, did, did they also get it or like they're struggling? I'm just getting like overall general general feel for it. So I would say uh, my roommate, she got into PayPal and she, app- oh, nice. she applied via UMBC Works. Mm. So UMBC Works is a portal where you can apply to different, uh, you know, internships and jobs. And uh, UMBC is like a mediator in that it helps you connect with the uh, firm. So she had like four rounds of interviews, you know, and two rounds uh, on site also. So it's like UMBC is helping students, you know, uh, to apply to different internships and uh, opportunities. And also the career center is always there. If you need them for resume reviews, you can uh, fix it's a pretty solid uh, university for you know job like even though the the area it might be in the small town but the college itself has that reputation and and people are working their way up to get the job because of the crowd i'm assuming you know it's that energy in the batch probably wanting to get the job and all so that's good good to know all of this information is going to be super helpful for everybody who's watching. I, I'm pretty sure uh, this is going to be, you're going to be a rock star. Oh, reminding uh, rock star, uh, Pratiksha also for people who don't know, she sings. Uh, Pratiksha, do you want to do a, a surprise performance for us? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Next time I'll surely do it. Like, <laughs> maybe Caitlin can sing with me. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. I think she she would love that. And and you sing both both Hindi and English. So people, if you want to follow her on, do you want me to say that or no? I don't want to. I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Follow her on Instagram. I'll put her Instagram right here and wherever on YouTube as well. She has a YouTube channel where she uploads uh, singing content. So. Thank you, Pratiksha, for doing this. This was so, so nice. I mean, also nice to talk to you. In, and after like a year and a half, we've been talking. Finally, good to uh, see you in person. Good to see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You should you should tell everybody to watch my video. <laughs> yeah, I I will promote it everywhere. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I, this is awesome. I'm, I'm so happy for you. Plus, also your roommate who got into PayPal. I'm sure now people are going to comment, Are uski roommate ko bhi leke karke. Actually, actually, there have been people here who have got uh, internships from uh, Seattle area and also Bay area. And they are doing remote. So you can <laughs> imagine. The salary and all. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's like UMBC. Uh, people might think not. People might not know about the university, but um, it's actually making its wave in the uh, you know academic market and all. And it's going up day by day because of the research which is happening every day. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of students, you know, who are trying to uh, get into the job market in the name of UMBC. So. Yeah. Would you would you recommend students if they ask me uh, should they go to UMBC or not? Hundred percent, definitely. I would say yes. <laughs> if you if you want to do your masters in a less amount of money, be happy and you know get a good job. Come to UMBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. And I love the fact that you make fifteen hundred and your cost of living is five hundred. So you're saving thousand dollars every single month. Um, that's that's a that's a good good savings. I mean, you basically you're paying off your 
college fees or whatever, you know, kind of somehow. So that's good. Okay. Awesome. We did a lot of promotion. This is not paid uh, by UMBC at all. So UMBC, if you're watching us, uh, please pay me. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing, if you are a TA in UMBC, your entire tuition fee is waived. And uh, if you are a GA in uh, UMBC, you pay in, in state tuition fee. What you are, you are revealing this slowly, slowly. This is so good uh, to know. Uh, I yeah. mean, so so no tuition fees. That's great. Uh, uh, but do they get salary or no salary? No, they get salary. There is no tuition fee, and also they just pay the mandatory fees, which is just fourteen hundred dollars per semester. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So basically, five thousand my master's done plus uh, oh, five thousand. <laughs> Is in anyway, so, and also it depends if you get an RA, so it depends on the professor. If the professor is willing to pay more, that depends. So wow, I, I feel bad for not even thinking about MBC now. <laughs> anyway, so I, I'm I'm so happy. This is uh, do you have more? Because I feel like no, it's <laughs> going to end it and you're like slowly starting to reveal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is good. It's a good platform for you know funding and you know learning and everything else. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, and I'm sure people are gonna start reaching out to you. Uh, I hope that's okay uh, for people. And please don't spam her. Only reach out if you're genuinely wanting to know UMBC. Uh, unless she wants to be spammed, uh, please spam her. <laughs> <laughs> this is so so awesome it's so fun to know you more uh, now in person and talk to you and i hope you had fun doing this definitely i had fun too yeah that's awesome you know how we end the videos right keep smiling and keep hustling <laughs> got it so i'm gonna say this until our next episode and that's when you have to say keep smiling keep hustling okay. all right until our next one Keep smiling and keep hustling. <laughs> nice.